Hi friends, welcome to Why We Care. I'm your host Tiffan and I started this podcast because I realized that most people know how to reduce their carbon footprint, but few know how to directly help protect nature and biodiversity. So together we'll explore our relationship with the natural world and learn how we can take better care of Mother Earth in our everyday lives. Happy Ocean Month! Well, Ocean's Day was on June 8, but we're going to be celebrating the beauty and importance of our oceans together throughout the whole month of June. For this special season of the podcast, I've partnered with community media platform Discover Earth to bring you a series of conversations around our relationship with the oceans and why we need to protect them. Once a week, I'll be speaking with scientists, changemakers, and nonprofit organizations to find out how we can start building a more respectful relationship with our oceans and their inhabitants. So whether you've been here since day one or just joined, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you'll enjoy. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Zandine Dlovu, an ocean explorer, South Africa's first black woman freediving instructor and the founder of the Black Mermaid Foundation. Zandi discovered freediving when she was 28 and fell in love with this beautiful practice and the underwater world. Ever since, she's been using her voice to advocate for more diversity and access in the ocean space and change the narrative that black people don't belong in the ocean. Through the Black Mermaid Foundation she started in 2020 in Cape Town, she teaches local kids how to swim and helps them discover the wonders of the ocean through snorkeling. She told me how she realized that working with kids had a much broader impact on the community as they come home from a snorkeling adventure and tell their parents all about what they have learned and discovered that day. She also said that kids are the leaders and decision makers of tomorrow and so by getting them to understand the ocean they will learn to love it and want to protect it. She told me how they're usually terrified of getting into the water but once they do they gradually learn to love it and marvel at the beauty of what they see. She also shared stories of her favorite wildlife encounters and how the ocean makes her feel at home. Zandi talks about the ocean in such a poetic and engaging way. I really enjoyed our conversation and I really hope you will too. If you liked the episode, make sure to follow Zandi and the Black Mermaid Foundation on social media and send them a little message to say hi. If you'd like to support their amazing work, please also consider making a donation on the website. Um, that would be really helpful and appreciated. And you can also follow Why We Care Podcast on Instagram for updates and behind the scenes content. Thank you so much in advance and let's dive in. Thank you for caring and sending you lots of love. Hello Zandi, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Could you start by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about what you do? Hello Tiffany, thank you so much for having me. My name is Zandi Lindlovo. I'm a freediver, South Africa's first Black female freediving instructor. I'm also the founder of the Black Mermaid Foundation, an organization that is working to create diverse representation in ocean spaces. Traditionally, I've always been known only as a freediver and I kind of want to expand that to say I'm an ocean explorer, an ocean lover, an ocean human doing work to ensure that we're able to see our oceans, connect with our oceans, and from this connection, be able to protect our oceans. Mm -hmm. Okay, amazing. That's so so exciting. So thank you so much for that introduction. And there's a lot of different things um, I want to ask you, but I first wanted to start with freediving. So I, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about that for maybe the people who don't really know what that means. And then also, what was your most magical ocean wildlife encounter? So we can get... <laughs> I love to hear those stories. That's why I'm asking them. <laughs> So freediving, if you had to think about it, freediving, if you think of scuba diving, scuba diving, you've got this tank on your back and you're able to breathe the entire time. 
And in freediving, that tank is your lungs. And so you take a big, beautiful breath and you go exploring the bottom of the ocean. What makes freediving more incredible is that you have closer relations with wildlife. Like everything gets closer mm -hmm. because you're not loud. But also what I found for me um, in my scuba diving, it felt like a lot of the world was external. Um, you're seeing the turtles, you're seeing the sharks, you're seeing everything and you're breathing underwater. And in freediving, it feels like the, the dive is always internal, almost as though there's only you to find, especially the deeper you go. And so that is freediving. And my most incredible encounter, oh my word, I have to share too. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. The, the third one, the third one is quick. Seeing my first <laughs> great white shark underwater, th that was wow. incredible. It was scary. I I could feel my heart in my throat. I can imagine. The second, <laughs> the second moment was when I realized that dolphins actually communicate and they can hear us. So when um, I was in the water and this dolphin comes up to me and I start giggling and it just spins around me endlessly and in another moment, I dive down and I'd learn to verbalize through my throat and mm -hmm. how they stop and they come back and they come to play. That wow. was incredible. It is something that I'm still not over. I think it is. It's just a reminder of how connected we are if only we tune in. And mm -hmm. probably the one part that where I couldn't move, like it's my top one. Mm -hmm. um, I came across a humpback whale and it's calf right? It was a wow. mom and calf in the water and we didn't think we'd be able to see it. And so we're finning in one direction and then there she is. And I could not move. I could not. I just started crying. It Aww. was just so dramatic. <laughs> um, but I think it was just one of those moments where you see something so incredibly massive and you see her delicate, right? She has her calf with her and, you know, and she just kind of looks at you and she looks through you and she looks, you know, and it, and all to say nature is incredible and in some moments you find yourself in some of the most sacred places ever including mm -hmm. being eyed out by a humpback whale mom trying to figure what's going on here and you can't even move because you're in awe mm -hmm. oh wow <laughs> thank you so much for sharing I'm so happy you decided to share three <laughs> stories because they were all amazing <laughs> and I can really um yeah I can really feel your joy and excitement and it's so contagious and uh wow yeah. I love that thank you <laughs> no, it, it makes me want to go free diving as well so <laughs> that's so yeah such um <laughs> such beautiful moments so yeah thank you for sharing that um, and I think you've touched on this a little bit uh, already, but I would love if you could share more about what your relationship with the ocean is like, and then also if it has changed in any way over the past few years. My relationship with the ocean, what it's like, it is home for me. Mm -hmm. It is where I find belonging. It is where I am most encouraged. It is where I find my strength. It's where I find my voice for my advocacy. and. I don't think it has changed. If anything, it has become, it has become just, I don't know, it has become even more home, right? Mm -hmm. um, I reference the ocean as she, because I have this whole thing that she, she gives life, right? Mm -hmm. And we are so privileged to be able to witness her beauty, her love, her light, but also to witness what it feels like to understand what the word freedom means, what it means to be free, where you are perfect just as you are. As someone who comes from a place where 
the space is often, if not always, undiverse. There's this one place where you fit just as you are. You don't have to explain. And uh, and in any moment when you feel a heaviness, and I think that's the one thing for me, when I free dive, there's like agreements that I have to make with the ocean, right? We don't take things of the world into the depths of the ocean. And so when you lay on the surface of that water, is a cleansing. You place everything that is in your heart, in your head, you leave it at the surface. And so for me, the ocean is a sacred place. It is home. It is belonging. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's so, wow. That's such a beautiful way of putting it and so poetic. Um, so yeah, thank you again for sharing that. <laughs> I get, I get so much um, joy and excitement just hearing, uh, hearing you speak about it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Something else that I wanted to ask is, could you share more about how and why you started the Black Mermaid Foundation? Oh, perfect <laughs> question. So I started the foundation in 2020. We're going through lockdown and there's so much that's going on, right? Um, but what I knew from when I started, you know, from my first um, ocean experience in 2016, I'm snorkeling, I fall in love, come back into the country, learn to... Um, scuba dive but from day one I'd always been the only black person on the boat as a guest mm -hmm. and all that meant was there are normatives and narratives that are unhealthy that just kind of live right oh but I thought black people don't swim oh but you know or your wetsuit doesn't fit you it fits the bottom of your body doesn't fit the top of your body it just kind of and then there was language right um, and then you realize how language can exclude or it can include and how people mm -hmm. have the opportunity to bring people, other people on board who don't necessarily come from their own um, group or racial group or community. And so the whole question was inclusion. Mm. And so in 2020, we're going through like this lockdown and in South Africa, we had challenges, right? We had um, gender-based violence was higher than it had ever been. There was Black Lives Matter that was going on in the States. And then there was the space of, you know, police brutality. There was so much going on. And I came back to my one group of people that I dived with. And I said, hey, listen, we're a woman's group. We should say something. And pretty much everyone was like, no, we don't do politics. I was like, you don't do politics? And it was so hectic because politics is my lived experience as a Black person, right? Mm -hmm. And... Um, and in this space, I was, I was held to a space of question, who would I be? I know that the ocean space needs to become diverse, but it doesn't become diverse by me needing to cave in and become small every time to, to issues that I know affect my community. And so if I was to bring kids or friends out into the space, how would they be safe? What narratives and normatives exist? And so I was like, we need to, we need to do something and um, started the Black Mermaid Foundation. I knew that my friends wouldn't quite be the way um, of creating that change because everyone kept on saying, why do you do white people things? And when anything happened, they'd be like, it's because you do white people things, right? And it's, and you know, it's said in jest and it's said in love, but I knew that perhaps that wouldn't be the, the place of departure. But then I thought, what would happen if we worked with kids? What if we let kids lead the change? Kids come home to their parents and they tell of stories that expand parents. Children, 
the youth, they are the next future presidents, business leaders, citizens that are going to speak up for change. And so that's how we started. I knew I wanted to work with kids. I knew that I wanted the foundation to belong to the community. And so I started doing work in Langa. As soon as we got past uh, the border controls, I was able to link in with um, a community center in Langa in Cape Town. And that's how the snorkel excursion started. And we continue today. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, yeah, it, it's so important. And I think I read somewhere that you said that um, it's also when you understand and know and love something that you want to protect it, right? So it's so yeah. important, as you were saying, to get more diversity and access to ocean in itself already because everyone deserves it because, you know, it's it belongs to all of us. But then also that's also part of the conservation uh con conversation that that's how you you know get more people on board to um also help protect and restore the ocean which is so needed right 100 percent. when i think of the work that we do the work says how do we create access and mm -hmm. as we create access it allows for connection and if we are able to lean into the narratives that have always been black people don't be belong in the water what does it mean to change that narrative to mm -hmm. rectify, to correct, to complete that narrative. And mm -hmm. so in the work of creating access is a hope to create this connection that changes the culture of how Black people relate with water, right? And in this connection is protection. You don't protect anything you've never seen before. You don't protect anything that you feel like doesn't belong to you. You protect things that you feel home with. And so there's the space of connection. There's the space of freedom. There's a space of, of changing the narrative, expanding the dreams and seeing what comes from that space once we have that connection. Mm -hmm. Okay, wow, I love that. And um, I think you said a little bit already, but do you have any examples of the work you do um, yeah, to increase diversity and inclusion in the ocean space through the foundation? So you said you work with kids mainly, right? Could you share maybe yes. a little bit more about that? And Because I imagine it's probably also... <laughs> um, full of joy right when you bring kids to the ocean they're probably very excited <laughs> they are always excited but the minute we get to the ocean everyone freaks out right oh. no one wants to go in first <laughs> mm -hmm. we go from terror to awe right mm -hmm. and I think that's what we hope for um mm -hmm. in this terror is fear and so the kids often don't want to look beneath the surface I'm like oh but you know and so you find of uh you kind of learn games that help you help them to be able to look beneath the surface and so I pick up the kids in Langa we go to a beach called Long Beach in Cape Town in mm -hmm. a place called Simon's Town and we go and we explore on my boy I've got this yellow boy if you've seen like some of my work on the internet there's <laughs> just this yellow boy that goes everywhere yeah. <laughs> but it's always beautiful because it allows anyone to feel safe right if they're scared they can just jump on it Mm -hmm. um and yeah and then we get to see what lives beneath the surface we go through what we're going to find in the sea and we go through the challenges that the ocean is facing and then we mm -hmm. go into the water and it's inc incredible because if I say starfish fish sharks once they look beneath the surface they're like there's one there's one there's one mm -hmm. and at the same time one of my team leaders Sia I don't often say, you know, I'll speak about, you know, overfishing, plastic, 
you know, the issues that we have when it comes to overconsumption of one, you know, we speak about a lot of stuff, but what we see always is plastic in the mm -hmm. water. So I will normally swim over, pop it in my wetsuit, swim over, pop it in my wetsuit. If it's bigger, we pop it in the boy. And now you see Sia go. So he'll mm -hmm. be by the boy kind of hanging out and then he leaves and then he comes back. Like, oh, I just found a piece of plastic. And, you know, and I think that for me is probably one of the most powerful things. We, we don't always do what we're told, but kids don't do what they're told. They do what they see. Mm -hmm. And so what does it mean to be a continuous space of representation of what we can do and what change we can become one person at a time? Mm -hmm. That's yeah, that's such such important and beautiful work, because as you were saying as well, those kids are the leaders of tomorrow. So it's so, you know, that's where it all starts. And I think that's, yep. um, yeah, really amazing. So, um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And uh, is there any way our listeners can get involved or support these initiatives? Find us, find us, find us. The mm -hmm. foundation is completely self-funded. So we've just gotten a sponsor on board and we're looking to grow our sponsorship, our financial sponsorship, just because we want to, one, make it accessible to more kids, but we also want to expand in location. So mm -hmm. um, maybe, yeah, donations would be, would be great. Or if you have a container, we're looking for containers. Um, you know those... Uh, you know mm -hmm. those metal containers? Yeah, like shipping containers. Shipping containers, yes. Okay. So we've mm -hmm. just got, so 11th Hour Racing donated us our first one. So we're going to mm -hmm. be painting it and getting it ready to be in Langa. But we're looking for other containers that will be across South Africa. And obviously, we want to expand into the continent. So if you are able to gift us your art, gift us a container, gift us some money, um, mm -hmm. all of these are most welcome and you can find us at blackmermaid.co.za or at blackmermaidinfo at gmail.com mm -hmm. okay perfect thank you so much that's super helpful I will also include the links in the show notes to uh, the, the website and then also Instagram and everything and yeah if anyone has a container laying around <laughs> that they're not using <laughs> get in touch <laughs> pretty please <laughs> <laughs> That would, yeah, that would be super, um, that would be incredible if that happened. Uh, but yeah, also, as you said, donations or um, just, um, yeah, following as well, right? Um, anything yep. to support. And then what's uh, one thing you would like our listeners to take away from this episode? The reminder that you don't need anyone's permission to start. If you have something in your heart that you know needs to happen, take the step, um, start small. When I think of uh, the foundation, when we started, it was a question of I get paid. I pay my bills and I take the kids with, out with whatever's left. You don't need anyone's permission. You don't need the bigger. The world speaks of, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands. Sometimes you only need to impact one. And so do what it is that it is in your heart. You don't need anyone's permission to start. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Love that. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that whenever I need a little a little pep talk or reminder because that's super uh yeah super inspiring <laughs> thank you and finally on a more personal note how do you manage to stay positive and because obviously in the face of the climate crisis as we were saying before as well um you know by the biodiversity loss all of all of these issues how do you manage to stay positive and where do you find hope 
I keep on thinking that for as long as the ocean keeps on giving the joy that she gives to us and that joy, I'm privileged to be able to see that joy, right? Whether we're talking kelp forests, sharks, dolphins, but she also gives us the oxygen we breathe, the food mm. we eat, um, and the fresh water that we're able to enjoy every single day, right? Um, and so for as long as we have these things possible and accessible to us, we cannot give up because it means she has not given up. And so for me, the continuous space says she gifts me so much. Every single time I'm in the water, I'm reminded of my purpose. I'm reminded of my voice. I'm reminded of my truth. And so you don't get to really enjoy the most incredible place in the world and do nothing. You know, you always have to give back to the places that bring you joy. And, and so the advocacy doesn't stop. We don't tire. We just wake up and we say, today is another day to see what more I can do. You know, mm -hmm. can I swap out my coffee cup for a reusable one? Can I have a working bag? If I don't have a reusable bag, can I just carry everything around me? What am I doing in my community? You know, sometimes you're not ocean-based. Sometimes you're landlocked. You know, it's just a question of, picking up that litter when you see it it's not yours but you know as the human race we are a collective and so somehow we find ourselves responsible for for things that are not us necessarily but what does it mean to just continuously show up and hope that as we find our voice collectively as a human race we might really lift the world and really lift nature in the way that she has always been and and just do more man <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> wow thank you for sharing I really love that and I also really love how you personify the ocean into a she I'm going to start <laughs> doing that because I think it's so no but it's really it's, it's very you know it's a very poetic way of, of looking at it but also I think it's so powerful because throughout this ocean uh series I've, I've one of the questions I've kind of been trying to find answers to is how do we get people to feel connected with the ocean as you said especially people who are landlocked who don't have access because it's so vast and you know it's far away for so many people and it's hard to understand because even you know even what we've explored of the ocean is so tiny I think it's only like five percent of the world's oceans that we've like explored and mapped right so there's this huge um you know this immensity that we don't know much about and, and all these species that we don't know and I think yeah one of the questions I was asking myself throughout um this um season is how do we get people to connect and, and feel that connection even though it's so far away and so much of it is unknown and I think personifying it um by yeah. seeing it as that um you know she she like just like mother nature right I think that's something that we do already with mother nature and I think applying that to the ocean as well is I, I've never thought of it but I love it I'm definitely <laughs> going to start doing it for myself and maybe other people will too <laughs> enjoy it because it's the most beautiful feeling it really mm -hmm. is the most beautiful feeling it doesn't other her it places her in the center mm -hmm. um, and that's powerful Mm -hmm. yeah and I can tell from from how you're speaking about her that you have a really a really beautiful and, and healthy relationship so that's super inspiring to see thank you <laughs> great well that's the end for me thank you so much Zandi I really enjoyed our conversation I think that was so beautiful and inspiring and um, yeah thank you for all the work you do as well thank you for having me and thank you for this conversation and I hope it inspires at least one person to decide to do something differently today.
Thank you, listeners. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you can, please don't forget to share the episode with someone around you to get even more people to join the movement. Make sure you also follow Zandi and the Black Mermaid Foundation on social media to support their work and donate if you can directly on their website. A big thank you as well to Discover Earth for partnering with Why We Care and helping raise awareness of the importance of ocean conservation. You can find me on Instagram at Why We Care Podcast if you'd like to share your thoughts. It's always lovely to hear from you, so please feel free to message me. And I will see you super soon. Thank you so much for caring and sending you lots of love. <laughs>